It's Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Welcome back to the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in my office in Portland. Jim is in the Philo studio. Jim, how are you doing tonight? I am doing just great. Get a little get a little closer to the mic there, Jim. I am doing just great. I'm uh, put, putting out some uh, technological fires, which is my specialty. <laughs> So here's here's a question for you. What about and, and hear me out on this one? I didn't prepare you for this. I have a, I have a hypothetical here. Uh, I get a bunch of a bunch of foam padding and I soundproof my my office. What do you think? You, you, you did it, or or you? No, I'm it, saying. What do you think? Should I do it? Will it make the sports phone better? I don't know. Make it look more professional <clears throat> in here. We got all these egg crates. I'm looking at a whole wall full of egg crates. crates That's over. what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe I get something, make it a little more professional in the office, and I, and I, and I soundproof it a little bit. Yeah, just so I need another project at your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would happen is I would have you help me soundproof it. Uh, what's new? How's uh, how, things, how things going uh, in, in Mendocino County area? I, I miss it. I, I never... I don't get as many updates as as like when I was in college or when I lived there. I still get a lot of them. But what's uh what's new? Anything? Well, we- going weather on? weather wise, uh, it's supposed to turn into spring in about three four days here. It's been an unprecedented amount. You know, people talk about all the rain, and then the locals tell me, yeah, you know, we got fifty inches every year thirty years ago. I'm not sure I believe all these old locals, but but um, <clears throat> there's that which I I don't really you know think that's much big a deal. Okay, we got you know, 50 inches instead of 39 or 40. So, but it's unprecedented. It's been under 40 at our house, I think 40 days in a row. I mean, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> that many days of under 40, you know, it <clears throat> is, is just so, so we've we burned more firewood than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, but, um, for you, that's that not, that's not much of a problem. Yeah. There's, there's, that's uh, a, <laughs> not, not much of a problem, not much of a problem, especially if it, if you, if you like doing firewood the way I do, it's no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the sports stuff, uh, the sports uh, part of the sports phone, so to speak. Uh, if you are new to the sports phone, let me get you up to date on what you're going to be doing for the next hour here with us. Uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are here purely as uh, fans of sports. We've participated in a lot of sports. We've coached a lot. We've officiated a fair, uh, some as well. We like to talk a lot about sports in our day-to-day lives. A lot, we did a lot today. Uh, we So we like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines here in, on KZYX in the listening area to let anyone call in and talk about anything they want uh, as long as it is in the world of sports in some way, shape, or form. Can be professional sports, high school sports, college, rec league, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything as long as it is sports related in some way. Jim and I want to hear about it. We will talk about anything as long as it is sports related in, in some way, shape, or form. So we look forward to doing that as we get rolling on here on the show. The number to call is 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you want to talk anything going on in sports. Uh, and then, Jim, something I've been doing, uh, and I'm trying to make it a little bit more regular yeah. uh, because I, I think it's 
important to do this each week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, and I'm like I said, I'm going to try to do it each week. Uh, Jim and I have pivoted our coverage of local high school sports a little bit compared to how we used to do it. Uh, I was one of the original pitches of the show. We still believe it's a really important part of the show to cover local high school sports. But with the resources we have now, we focus on it a little bit more as we get closer to the playoffs. Uh, so in, now that we're in the spring, as we get closer to baseball playoffs, uh, softball playoffs, track and field stuff, all those types of things, we will focus on it a little bit more as it gets closer to the postseason. But by all means, if you are a fan of any local high school sports teams, if you're a coach, if you're a player, if you want to talk about how your seasons are going, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, so that is fair game as well. But our coverage of local sports will start uh, as we get a little bit closer to uh, to playoff time. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out uh, again. I think it's important to, that we that we always mention that. Cool. No, that that's good. <clears throat> there is no playoffs right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not yet. We uh, do. Here, here's a here's a little sports announcement though. Is <clears throat> there's a new uh, program at AV? Uh, your mom was with the coach today, so. Um, <clears throat> in what sport? In track and field. Oh, nice. So, nice, nice. and the reason I want to mention it is that, you know, I, I know um, this person really well and she's very nervous about starting this program. And um, I tried to put her in touch with our very own Vince because Vince was the person that brought track back to Mendo. And they went from no no track, basically, to having 20, 25 kids the first year. So I hope... Um, new AV coach Cindy is is that successful? But I tr I try to get her to call in. I want to hear how is how how it's going. I, I I think things like that, a brand new program, is worth hearing from a coach if we can get get her on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we go any further, uh, we have a quiz question. Ooh, the quiz uh, for the week. So Jim and I every week we come up with a quiz question that we like to throw out to our listening audience. You can give us a call if you know the answers or if you want to take a stab and take a guess. Uh, we always encourage it, 707-895-2448. Uh, Jim, this question, I think we have a little bit of a disagreement on how difficult of a question this is. When, when, when I posed it to you, you very quickly got the answer and thought it was a relatively easy question. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit trickier than, than, than you think it is. Uh, so I'm curious how this one goes. Right. The, the quiz the quiz question for today, it's going to be our final NCAA basketball uh, quiz question because the final fours are wrapping up the women today and the men uh, wrap up tomorrow. Is it a list? Is it a list? Is it, it a, is list? a list? I it love the list. I love the list. So I would like to know uh, what are the top five states in terms of total number of men's NCAA championships? Uh, so, for example... Uh, I'm going to pull something that is outside of the top five. Uh, New York <clears throat> is outside of the top five, and they have two total men's championships in college basketball. All right. I would like to know what the top five states are that have, for producing men's NCAA championships. I will <clears throat> say there is a three-way tie for fifth, so we are looking for eight schools, uh, but there is a three-way tie for fifth. Um, yeah, so I, I think this question is a little bit trickier uh, than, than Jim does, but see how it goes. 707-895-2448 if you want to take a stab at the quiz question, which is one more time. Uh, what states have produced the most NCAA championships for men's basketball uh, in the and We're looking for the top five. There's a three-way tie for fifth. Tech update. Uh, with, tech update. You can also 
text your host Jim in the station at DJ at KZYX.org. Make sure you put the sports phone in the subject line because I don't want to answer all Jimmy Hummel's te- uh, emails. <laughs> um, DJ at KZYX.org. You can you can talk about the um, <clears throat> uh, the trivia question there, or if you want to give us a trivia question. Last week we oh that was Jared. That was the topic I I researched. I researched the topic this week, and remember when we were talking earlier, I said I had one that I couldn't remember. It, I found twenty five more of those sports cliche or cliches oh, in every cl- yeah, yep, everyday yep. life um <clears throat> i found 25 of them and i don't have them in front of me it would take me forever to find them again i'm going to remember and do that again next week they're great oh, good they're stuff great. good stuff all right sorry well it is no worries it is uh april 2nd and while we're waiting for a call or a quiz question uh i say we go right into it. Uh, Jim, what do you have going on today on <clears throat> April 2nd? Let's start with this day in sports like we, like April we always do. <laughs> I, I like to read I'm, I have a new segment. Uh, let's see. What would you call it? A, um, it's a uh, sub, sub, uh, subtopic of a topic. This is now on this day, the cr- cricket sub. I'm going to do a cricket something every week. They just fascinate me on this. In 1906, on this day, 4 2, 1906, April 2nd, 1906, Dave Norris takes four wickets and Reggie Schwartz three as South Africa wins fifth cricket test in Cape Town to complete a 4 1 series drubbing of England. There you go. That's, yeah. that's what I got. Yeah. Um, that's it? Just that one? Um. <clears throat> Well, let's see here. I think we had another one. Another. You want two crickets? You want another? I'll take as many as you want. You. I thought you had mentioned that it was a busy day in uh, in sports today, so I thought you had a lot of a lot of good stuff for today. No, I've got a lot of other sports. I said you want another cricket. Oh no, just go whatever whatever list you're you're working on. One more cricket. England cricket fast bowler Tony Gregg takes eight eighty six in West Indies first inning in tourist. 26 run fifth test win in Port of Spain. Greg also captures 5 70 in second innings. Um, you want to try to translate that, Jer? Uh, no, that's that's uh... <laughs> all right. In 1931, Jackie Mitchell, I, I like this one. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit, maybe you can do a little research on this one. Um, if, if you have time, in 1931, Jackie Mitchell. 17-year-old female, 17-year-old girl, high school girl, strikes out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in Angle Stadium. <clears throat> I'd like to know what that's all about. Yeah, I can definitely did they, did work they on put that her, did a little they put, bit. It looks like... They put her 10 feet away from the... from the. I mean, did she do that from 90 feet or 45 feet? It, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of read through this a little bit here. It, it looks like she played for a double A minor league team and it happened in an exhibition game. She was pitching in a pro pro team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 707-895-2448. We're ready for phone calls. Anytime, any, 
any subject yeah. has having to do like with Looks like there sports. was about 4,000 people in the crowd <laughs> for that. Huh. In 1932, I like this one. The first Tarzan movie featuring Johnny Weissmuller. Now, if you don't know who Johnny Weissmuller is... That's a name that's come up on the show before. <clears throat> yeah, he, he's a he's an Olympic swimmer that was that did 12 Tarzan movies. <clears throat> did you ever hear of him, Jer? Yeah. No, no, no. We've, we've talked about him before. He came up uh, a lot in... Uh, like a, a long time ago on the show, we had conversations about like freak run twos with athletes or oh, interactions right. with athletes, and I think his name came up a few times. Hello, hello caller. You're in. Whoa, lost you both. Try again. Try again, callers. We had two calls. There's another one. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, so um, I, I got the answer to your trivia question. Awesome. Uh, how many are you, uh, How many states are you going to take a guess for or the entire top five? Well, you said five, right? Five, yeah. So, so five. there's, so there's a three-way... You go ahead. Yeah, I think California is probably number one, right? Okay, that is correct. It's, yep. And then probably North Carolina because of North Carolina and Duke. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> and yeah. then Kentucky because of uh, Adolf Rupp. And then I know Bobby Knight and Jim Calhoun both won three championships. Bobby Knight at Indiana and Jim Calhoun won three at Connecticut. So, UConn? <laughs> UConn and Indiana. So, yeah, so Indiana is alone at number four. They are not part of the three-way tie for fifth. Connecticut is one of the three schools in the three-way tie for fifth. So he got them in order correctly, Jeff? In order, correct. Yep. So you want to take a stab at the other three, other two oh, God, that are tied yeah, for fifth? Two. Uh, that's tough, boy. I think I think one of them will be pretty obvious when you hear it. The other one is tricky. Yeah, because you said New York is only one, two. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Florida. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, Florida is they are on this list. They're they're at two. But they they they've won two. So no, they are not. They only won two. So yeah, what's his name? Uh, Billy Donovan only won two. So nobody yeah. else has ever won a championship at Florida in Florida. Yeah. So the, one of them uh is uh I no, it's too much of a clue. Never mind. I'm not going to give either <laughs> of the clues. Uh, cuz the two clues I had both were too much of giveaways. But Texas? well done though. Getting <laughs> No, it's it's not Texas. It is not Texas. Hold on, Jared. I know you. Yeah, UTEP's probably the only team. Has anybody else ever won a championship in Texas behind UTEP? Uh, yes, I don't. Uh, yes, as as late as early as twenty twenty one, Baylor won a championship in twenty twenty one. Baylor won, so that's two. It's two teams still. Yeah, so uh, I'm but, striking but, out on the tie, man. I guess. Yeah, but but I will say, caller, well done. Getting getting six out of the eight in order. Well done. Hey, so I got a trivia question for you guys. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Love it. And it's actually pretty easy, you know, and um, it has to do with San Diego State was the seventh team from Calif- school from California to make the final four. And who are the other six? This this year? Know, well, they were the, yeah, San Diego State, when they made it to the final four this year, they were the seventh California t- school to make it to the final four. Who were the other six schools? <laughs> and I mean... Some of them will be really easy, but I think 
the sixth one will be tough for some people because they, unless you've got a really good basket, you're unless you're a real Jerry, college basketball junkie and have a great memory, you might not remember who. Jerry, I want you to repeat. I mean, one's, one's pretty glaringly obvious, you know. Yeah, there's there's two that are that are pretty pretty obvious here. I'm still um, a little confused, Jerry. I want you to re- Jerry, you repeat the question. So the question is. It's a similar question in in regards yeah. to, to to what I asked. It's it's very similar, but but the question basically is seven counting San Diego State, seven schools from California have made the final four ever in the history of the NCAA tournament. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and the question is, what are those seven schools? Well, six if you don't count San Diego State. Right. I'm guessing. Uh... Two of them are obvious. Two of them are UCLA and San Francisco. I was going to say, I, I was going to say San Francisco. I'd say St. Yeah. Mary's. No, <laughs> not. No? No. Jeez. Um, um, yeah, Caller, I'll have to think. Give, give me a little time to think about this one, and if we don't come up with it in the next, like, 15, 20 minutes, give us a call back. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Keep Thank it up. You. This is, yeah, this is one I've got to think about without, because I don't want to yeah. look it up. Uh, this is not one I right. want to look up. Um, yeah, yeah, once. Couple of them aren't real obvious unless you, you know, you're, um, unless you're, you know, seventy years old or plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a clue. <clears throat> I'm almost seventy. <laughs> well, USF, man. I mean, Bill Russell played in the fifties. My dad was at USF when he played. So. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna. That's the first one I thought of. UCLA and USF. What about USC? I'm just going to nope. start naming all the D1 schools. Pretty, pretty <laughs> let, soon. Jim, let me work on this for a little bit. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Carl. Okay. I'll call you back. Yep. If you don't thank come you. Up with it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, like let's summarize here. On the trivia, we have California. We, we have, geez, now we have two, two, two pretty confusing trivia questions here. Well, I, I think I'm going to put the, put the other one to bed because. Let's, because let's announce got, the winner he got, then. He got six out of the eight. So. Uh, the two schools that were missing in our trivia question, which was total championships by state, the two that were missing that were part of the three-way tie for, for fifth uh, were Kansas and Pennsylvania. Kansas, I think, being the obvious – or not the obvious one, but the easier of the two because it's all University of Kansas um, that, that have won those. And then Pennsylvania was two by Villanova and then the other two by LaSalle back in the 1950s. The university – Oh, they, they, oh, this isn't just Final Four. This is winners. Yeah, this is championships. Yeah. All right, that one's done. So now we have um, the six California schools that have got to the Final Four ever. Is that is that is that right? Yeah, well, it's seven if you count San Diego State. Okay, San Diego State, yeah. and we have San Diego State and... UCLA and San Francisco. And University of San Francisco. Yep. All right, that's, I think I have one more, but I'm going to hold off on that for now. Three out of the um, seven. 707-895-2448, or if you want to comment on something, at dj at kzyx.org with sports phone in the subject line. <clears throat> on this day in 1985, well, I, I like this. In 1985, the NCAA put in a 45-second shot clock because they didn't like all the scoring, that, uh, all the stalling. That sound familiar, Jer, to Oregon? Oh, I, I sounds great to me. I'm all for it. <laughs> That's in 1985, and uh, it took uh, Oregon High School till 2023 to do that. 
<clears throat> and yep. and then in 1986, the same NCAA on the same day. This must be a big day for NCAA making rules. And NCAA put in a three point line one year later. So they went from no three point line and no shot clock to both of them within a year. That's that's pretty amazing. <clears throat> and the only one other one I have here is Russell Westbrook. And, and on this day, April second. 2019 was the second player in the NBA history to do a 20-20-20. 20 rebounds, 20 assists, and 20 points. Yeah, he was, uh, for a couple of years, he was he was pretty pretty darn impressive. Uh, well, more for more than a couple of years. Uh, he was he was pretty pretty darn fun to watch. It's, uh, it's a shame to kind of see him get shunned the way he is now, just and criticized. But, uh, but you know, sh- shunning him, criticizing, whatever... Um, there's nobody that says he doesn't play hard all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Anything else in on this day? Or are we ready to uh, to move on? That's it. All right. Stuff. How about an up- uh, update in, um, well, we should at least uh, update the, because uh, they're done, the, the women's uh, final four. The women's final two, the women's championship game was today. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I actually didn't see it. I saw the highlights, and then we <clears> talked <throat> about it a little bit. Um, and I was all in on this women's tournament because of uh, Caitlin Clark, who's just a, an unbelievable player and is going to be really good for a long time, even at the next level. A uh, little bit of a stinker of a championship game, though. And, and by stinker, I just mean it was a little boring. Because it was never really in doubt in the second half, as you said, and like just watching the highlights, uh, I think the better team won. Uh, I think LSU was the better team. I think uh, Iowa had the best player, but most times the better team is going to beat the best player. And I also think not necessarily tired or being fatigued, but Jim, we're, we've played enough sports. Letdown games are real. Like after you win a big game it can be really difficult to get focused again. And coming off of that win against Iowa uh, or against South Carolina, it's tough for Iowa to, to refocus and, and get back on it. But the heck my, of a season for them and uh, good on LSU for winning. My, my high school coach used to say you were ripe after a big game. You can fall off the tree. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, what's the biggest point differential in any NCAA final? What teams were involved and when was it? Okay, you got that one, Jer. Yeah. Uh, in in a final, you know, in a final championship game. Absolutely, final game. I'm Biggest gonna, point differential. Who the, who was playing and what was what was the can score? I ask, can I ask one question? You do not have sure. to answer it if you feel like if you feel like it's an unfair question. Uh, would this would did this happen in what would be considered modern era basketball? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. That's my only question. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll I'll take a guess and just say yes or no to this one. Was Bill Walton on the floor for it? No. Okay, that's my only guess. Now now, I'm not going to get it then. Um, I'm just trying to think back to recent games. I know Baylor and Gonzaga was not very close a couple years ago, but I doubt that was the biggest point differential. Um, Hmm. 
Yeah, caller. Without, it's funny without without t- looking at a list of games, I don't think I could take a <laughs> guess. And the problem with that is, if I look at a list of games, I'm probably going to see the scores. <laughs> so, well, let's see. The caller can pick it up. It, 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 yeah. It's accessible. And uh, if if no one gets it, I'll call you back. Do yeah, it. Do absolutely. that. Thank you. I like that question though. It's it's a good question. I like it. Um, Biggest point differential in an NCAA men's men's championship game. Exactly. Okay. You got it. Thank you. I'm back to the women's championship game for a second, Jerry. You gave your your opinion. Um, <clears throat> you ready for the statement of the year? The women. Oh, we're yeah. Back to back to the LSU Iowa LSU Iowa championship game. Yeah. I love watching women's basketball NCAA basketball. <laughs> oh, it's great. Now, that's the first time I've ever said that, and I'm going to yeah. say this: I still don't like watching the WNBA, and now I like watching women's NCAA basketball second to men's NBA. Women's NCAA is second now for me after uh, the NBA. So what what made you come to this realization? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It might be everything everyone has always said, the teamwork, the excitement, the end. But but all that though. If that was the reason, the only reason, um, I think I would like men's NCAA, and and I like the women's NCAA. I don't even care about the men's Final Four, but I really watched a lot of the women's Final Four. <clears throat> and do you think do you think Caitlin Clark had anything to do with it? I know she did. Yeah, yeah, having that <clears throat> element of it, I'm sure brought in a lot of viewers. And I'll tell you one thing: you, you didn't see the game. I saw every minute of that game. She got pushed around. She got bumped. She got frustrated. She, um, she, she almost fouled out. She got a technical. She got two two offensive fouls called on her. Yeah, it, it almost seemed like everything that like professional analysts said that South Carolina was going to be able to do against her, huh. LSU ended up doing instead of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, a great tournament. Just overall, there were a lot of good games, uh, upsets, which are not as common, I think, on the women's side still. Seeing Stanford go down early in the tournament. Really, really good tournament this year, it seemed like, for the women overall. And the, um, I mean, I'm starting to make these comparisons with the kind of domination that Caitlin Clark has on on the court. Uh, um, It's like, she had she, she had an off game. To, this these are the kind of comparisons I, I've said this many times. You see that Warriors game? Curry, Steph Curry stunk tonight, and I look at the stat line. He had thirty four points, yeah, and it's the yeah. same thing with uh, Caitlin Clark played her heart out and said uh, she had an off game. And I look in the stats at the end of the game. She was uh, nine for nineteen from three. <laughs> it's yeah. like jeez. Yeah. yeah, she still had a good game, but for her it was a for her it was a bad game. Yeah, um, yeah. Seven of, she, she set. Seven eight. Or, sorry, go ahead. She set the. Uh, she's at the bar. That's the only yeah. reason. Yeah. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That's the number to call. There are two outstanding quiz questions. I'll recap those real quick, and then Jim, I want to pivot a little bit if we don't have any calls coming in. Yeah. Uh, first question we're looking for uh, from a caller. Uh, caller wants to know what the biggest point differential in an NCAA championship game was, or ever is, or ever has been. And then the other question was uh, seven teams from California have made it to the Final Four on the men's side. Uh, San Diego State, UCLA, and San Francisco are three of them. 
Uh, caller wanted to know what the other four are. I think I have two of them. Just looking at a list of, of schools that are in California. I pulled up a list of Division One schools in California. I think I have two more. You're going to, uh, you're, I, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I think Stanford and then Berkeley are have both have final fours. I think Stanford more recently than Berkeley, uh, but I'm pretty sure they both do. But the other ones are a little bit of a mystery to me. So we're looking for an answer for that. Or if you've got anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. Uh, so okay, Jim, if there are no- That sums up the women's side. Should we sum up the men's side before we move on? Are we talk about it next week, maybe? Okay. I, it's, Stan- it's San Diego State against Connecticut. I. I oh, it's it's Monday. That's right. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Um, Connecticut's the better team, at least on paper. Uh, Connecticut has not lost a game by, or has won every. Excuse me, they have won every game by more than ten. So curious if they at least get a challenge put up against them. So Wait a minute, we'll you mean in 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 the tournament or in all the year? tournament? Every game they have won has been by ten or more. Wow, and uh, are they a number one seed? No, they're a four. Wow, or a five maybe, but they're very good. They're very very hmm. good. All right. All right. So I am ready to pivot if we don't have any calls. Jim, we got, what was it, an email uh, like three, four weeks ago from a, a, a listener that really was curious what our take was on the rule changes in baseball this year. Is that how that, that came about, if I remember correctly? A, a caller called and wanted to know what all the rule changes were and our take on them. And the only one we, we really knew about at that point was the um, – the pitcher uh, uh, basically rules. I, I compare him to the shot clock in in uh, in basketball. Rules yeah, that are supposed a- to change the game and speed it up and make it more exciting. Yeah. So at the time, uh, we knew what the changes were, but we didn't have a lot of opinions on it. And as baseball fan, or as as kind of non baseball fans, being Jim and I, in terms of just watching the game regularly, uh, I actually watched a fair amount of baseball opening weekend because i was really curious what the rule changes would look like um before you get too far let's take this call oh yeah go for it yeah you're on the air hi this is patricia um i'm calling because i wanted to give a shout out and kudos to the fort bragg special olympics basketball team the seagulls and their uh their coach joe bazer bazer yeah they took home the gold at the santa rosa tournament on March 18th, and then when they came back home, they beat the Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg Police Department 28 to 26. They beat the Volunteer Fire Department 54 to 24, and they built beat the Sheriff's Department 35 to 33. Was that a triple header? The last time I went and watched your Seagulls play, they played all three of those teams in one night. Are they still doing Yeah. <laughs> I love I think it. so. I think it was all one night, and they won every game. And they're just outstanding bunch of guys and athletes, and their coach is dedicated. And I just wanted to congratulate them on the air. I'd like yeah, to ask. Absolutely. I'd like to ask you one question about that team, because there's a, there's a player that's very close in, in my heart, because – we called him. He's, I coached for seventeen years, and I only had one super fan, and uh-huh. super. And we gave him a jersey, and he used to wear it to every game. And I and then we all went and bought tickets and went and watched him play in the Special Olympics game at Fort Bragg. His name was Charles. Is Charles still on the team? That I couldn't tell you. Oh. I really don't know all their names. Okay. My son-in-law is the coach, and I just. Uh-huh. Um, 
You know, I kind of follow him online and stuff, but I don't know the names of the players. But I will ask him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he. We gave him a jersey, and he wore it to every game, every home game. And oh, that's awesome! <clears throat> sat in the front row, and then uh, my favorite thing is I went and bought twelve tickets and took my whole team to the game. It was just oh, nice! It was tremendous. Nice, yeah. I know they're a great bunch of kids and grown-ups. I mean, you know, they're just great players. You know. Oh well, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, that's all. I just wanted to say congratulations to the Seagulls. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jim. It's it's funny. My my first experience hands on with Special Olympic basketball was when I was broadcasting at Linfield uh, in really? my college days. <clears throat> you there, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had like a halftime game that was played one time by like the local one of the local special olympics teams uh and i got a chance to interview wow. the director uh at halftime as well like or maybe it was in between quarters or so i can't remember the specifics but i got to interview them on uh, during the broadcast as well and that was that was my first exposure to it. it was like wow this is good basketball like it's <clears throat> and the way the way the caller explained it like there's a coach it's it's or it's not it wasn't for some for some reason i imagine it like open gym where they kind of like rolled the ball out and just let them play it's really organized good basketball i i really had fun watching it and shout uh, out to the seagulls that that was your it, it, so you've never seen swimming or track and field any other special olympic no my my only real exposure to it has been special olympic basketball because of playing in college and, and being around it that way i haven't seen a lot of the other events but i know that it's a very very competitive uh sport and i know that it has a lot of support internationally and nationally my dad Worked. It was called the uh, Achievement Center or something like this, and it was actually a factory where, where they they did things that you they did things like you know when you get something from Amazon that you have to put together and there's little plastic um, bags with with ten kind of nuts and bolts and some washers and all that. Well, I, I was at a place where my dad worked where they packed those things <laughs> and. He, he he got me to go work at a Special Olympic um, swim meet mm -hmm. with, with a lot of his clients um, um, at the swim meet. And so I was a timer for Special Olympics. And I found and, – and I've also seen Fort Bragg Special Olympic basketball. And the the talent of the individual sports, I, I liked even more than basketball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 707-895-2448. Yeah. I keep track of calls of the week, and so far the Special Olympics is the call of the week. <laughs> uh, Where were you? You were introducing baseball. something. Baseball. We're talking baseball. Rule changes. So, because I want to circle back to this, because we had that email and that call a while ago that asked for our opinions. We didn't really have opinions. I think now it's safe to say Jim and I have opinions about this. Oh, yeah. So, two major rule changes. Uh, first one is the pitch clock. So I'm just going to read this directly out of the rule book to make sure we don't get anything wrong. Uh, pitch clock. Uh, the, the rule states a pitcher must begin his motion before the expiration of a 15 second timer or a 20 second timer. If there is a runner on base, they are allowed to step off the rubber or allowed to step off the mound twice per plate appearance. And then I believe there's one other part of it. Yeah. Where the batter, he can step out once per plate appearance with it, it, but there has to be eight seconds remaining or more before he steps out. So, and when, when, when does this pitch clock start and when does it stop? 
I so I don't know the specifics of it in terms of like if it's when I, I would imagine it's when the pitcher gets the ball back every time. I doubt it's when the catcher throws it back to him. I imagine it's when the pitcher gets the ball back. Well, that would be a, a glitch because the, the the catcher could slow the whole game down. There's got to be something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not 100 percent sure. The other major rule change was uh, banning shifts. Uh, defensive shifts. So oh, common thing right. in baseball, if, you, if you're if you not a baseball fan or don't watch the game <laughs> regularly, was hitters had to have tendencies to hit the ball in certain directions on any given at bat. Uh, so baseball or defensively, teams would move their infielders around to account for that, to kind of <clears throat> play the odds that the ball was going to get hit to certain spots. MLB said no more of that. They put in a bunch of restrictions about how the defense is allowed to line up before a pitch is thrown. Um, and those were kind of the two major changes. So purpose of these changes, speed up the game and also, uh, I think, allow more offense, make the game more exciting. Yeah, there's been a few of those changes from boys. Th- th- that one surprises me <laughs> that they're telling players where they can play and where they can't play. So that sure. means th- I, don't, I don't agree with that one, but I understand it. No, I understand why they did it is because computers have basically figured out where Joe Smith is going to hit the ball. <laughs> and they've decided that we'd rather have Joe Smith get a hit than get an out. I mean, is, is that a fair statement? Uh, they, Yeah, the game is more exciting if hits that should be hits are actual hits and not hit into some shift where there's an infielder five steps into the outfield. I don't know. I, I, I just think... <clears throat> For the common fan... Baseball is more exciting with more offense. That is, I think, their their view of this. So both of those things really support the offense. Well, I, I think I, I think the pitcher speeding up the pitcher. So after this these after these rules were set, <clears throat> there are some incredible videos going around that you have sent me. Yeah, and yeah. one of them was just incredible, where they actually showed a pitcher and a batter stalling on each other, playing these mind games, and they showed under these new rules that they had a side-by-side video of this pitcher and batter on the left taking so much time where the split screen on the right an entire inning was played before this guy could throw one pitch. Is that is that yeah. is that what it was? I, it was either an entire inning or one batter. I could I can't remember. Oh but no, it was, it was an entire inning. It was an, enti- it was an entire inning took lo- took less time than one pitch being thrown in a in a game. Yeah, that that is what it was. And that that so, is extreme. It's extreme, but it highlights really well what the rule changes were intended to do. And right. in on opening day, ten of the fifteen games were under <clears> three hours. And the shortest game was two hours and 15 minutes. And I think that that continued throughout the weekend. So the rules did their jobs. They sped the game up. There's been some really bizarre things where pitchers are clearly not used to it yet. I saw multiple games with pitchers getting called for uh, getting called for 15 second violations, so to speak, because they took too long to throw to throw a pitch. You Uh, haven't said you haven't said what the penalties are. It's a ball. It's just if you take too long, it's just make you add a ball to the count, and then probably start the clock again. I would hope. Yeah. Then the count. <laughs> yep, then the clock just resets and starts again. Is the clock like in basketball? Have you seen seen? A, I haven't seen a game yet. Is is there like a, a clock that the pitcher can see? So if he gets 
If he gets behind, can he just grab the ball and throw it? I don't know if the pitcher can see it. It is on the scoreboard, though, for uh, viewers on TV. It's like a shot clock is is there. You can so see the it pitcher can down. see it then if he wants to see it. No, I'm talking <clears throat> about like on the TV broadcast. Ah, yeah, I, I would guess the pitcher can see it. Well, I'm well, sure he, I'm sure he can see it, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But all of this going to, <clears throat> I found baseball as a as a passive fan that doesn't watch a lot of games much more watchable over the weekend. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to become a huge baseball fan and I'm going to start watching every single game or anything like that, but there was a really good point made uh, by a professional uh, sports uh, radio host that I'm a big fan of, and he basically said people don't have time on a weekday to spend three and a half hours watching baseball. It's just you got to go to work. You got to drive to the stadium. You got to do all these things. I think a lot of that can translate into watching games on TV. It's a lot faster. I enjoyed it as as a casual fan that is kind of the target of these rule changes. I'm all for it. I, I really enjoyed it. It's funny because I, I have I think we even on our show, I'd like to hear a I'd like to hear a baseball fan call. And give the other end of this because it's not me. That's for sure. Right, um, right. We are not the the people that this that do not. Have you heard the other argument? Is that this is what baseball is all about? Yeah. And you you take your time. You yep. drink your beer and you sit back and you sit in the sun and you you take a break. You take a nap. And <clears throat> how much do they think this is going to speed the game up? I mean, 10 of 15 games finishing in under three hours. It basically, if you look at that, games are going to finish roughly a half hour quicker, which is a lot of time. That is a lot of, a lot that's of time. A, that's a big, big difference. So um, can you pull up the average time of games last year versus the average time of games so far this year? That's a tough, uh, tough I can I can find uh, So an average game last year was three hours and six minutes. And again, in on opening day, 10 of 15 games were done in less than three hours. Huh. So, so it's too soon to say what the average is for for this. You know, there's only been three games played or three days of baseball, but it's. I think it's a step in the right direction for what baseball wanted to accomplish. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. I know Jim and I have getting deep into baseball rule changes there, but if you've got anything you want to talk about, you can give us a call. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Still looking for a couple of outstanding quiz questions from listeners. Uh, one of them being what the biggest point differential in an NCAA championship game has been for basketball. Uh, and then also looking for the, the seven teams from California that have made the final four. I think we have four to five of them uh, at this point being San Diego State, UCLA, San Francisco, Stanford. And I think Cal is one of the other ones. But if you've got anything else you want to call and talk about, 707-895-2448. And you're live in the air. All right, um, I'm going to put in uh, St. Mary's, Santa Clara, um, St. Mary's, Santa Clara, and UOP. U- University of the Pacific. Of Pacific, yeah. So I didn't even know Saint- they. I didn't even know they were D1. St. Mary's is an interesting one. Yeah, because, I think so. Jim- because Jim guessed that also, and I immediately dismissed it because of like their recent performances. But I actually don't oh. know if you go back into like the fifties. That's fifteen years. That's fifteen years or so. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <sighs> I, let me let's look here. So wait a minute. Uh, we got a lot of do, do we have the answer to this? No, we don't. Well, I don't I'm going to look these up though as we go. Oh, was that one, one, none of those St. Mary's or Santa Clara? No. So St. Mary's has never been further than the uh, than the Elite Eight. That's the best they've ever okay. done. I just made that one up. And but Santa Clara is a good guess because I know they had some good teams also back in the day. Uh, you know, the coach, one of the coaches at UOP went to my old high school. Uh, I've never heard what, of Thompson? Thomason? Thomason? I'm, I'm guessing University of the Pacific has never been in. So Santa Clara got into the Final Four in 1952. Okay, right. so bingo. That's, that's a bingo. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There you bingo. That's a freebie. Uh, and Pacific, I'm taking a look. So I'm looking these up uh, for, the call, for the caller that posed the question. Uh, let's see if they have ever made it. So, Jerry, well, you... I'll listen for it on the air. Yeah. Okay. Abs- Thanks. Yeah, yeah. See you. Their best finish was the Sweet 16. So, no, they have never been to the final. So, we have now San Diego State, UCLA, USF. You guessed Stanford and Berkeley, right? And Were you correct? I think we have six of seven now. Were you correct in Stanford and Berkeley? Yes, I looked those two up. Stanford and Berkeley are five. And Santa Clara is six. Yeah, so we're missing one. Wow. One California school that has got at least to the final four. Yeah, and I'm looking <clears> at a list of California Division One colleges, and it would just be taking a, a guess. Like, I would just be throwing throwing a dart at this point. I have no idea. Yeah, it was, oh. it was probably back 20, 30 years ago when one player could carry. How about, <clears throat> how about one of Pistol Pete's team, LSU? That's not in California. Oh, jeez. That's that's <laughs> Louisiana State University. I know, I know. <laughs> I still say now now that we're we've mentioned Pistol Pete Maravich, I don't know. I'm talking I'm talking to young listeners now. If you've never watched a highlight film, it's basketball that's never been repeated. I, I I'm just I I'm just saying, Chair. Someone scored fifty points a game. It's never been repeated. I'm, average fifty points a game. It is the weirdest basketball I've ever seen is a highlight film of Pistol Pete Maravich. <clears throat> I've said that before, and I'll probably say it again. Where yeah. where were we? <laughs> uh, well, we were. anything left with rule changes uh, for basketball or for baseball? It, before unless we, there's we other rule that? changes that <clears throat> are sort of exciting. Um, but I, I mean, those are really it. Those are the two big rule changes. There wasn't a lot of rule changes. It was more about the number of, of rule changes or the 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 the. the, the significance of the rules that were changed. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. We got about 12, 13 minutes left on the sports phone here. We just covered new rules in baseball. What did you say about the Yankees? Oh, that was just part of the... uh... Part of the rule change for baseball uh, was that a pitcher that was pitching in the in a Yankees game got called for two like two pitching violations for taking too long in the same inning. And did you say it was uh, it, it was, was in the, the Yankees game? It was the first pitch he did it on. One of them was the first pitch of the at bat. Yeah, we still don't know the details. It's got to be written somewhere. When's the shot clocks? When's the pitch clock start? 
and it must end when it rele- he releases it from his hand. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know the specifics of it. Um, oh. but yeah. All right, let's pivot here and let's talk about something else for the next 10 minutes or so uh unless we have any other calls that come in 707-895-2448 okay so jim i got another rules rules topic for you real quick okay uh i'm gonna bring up something serious so go you no 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 it's too late in the show to do something serious okay okay (laughs) so you a while ago asked me and i don't remember if we ever did this on the air or or not Maybe this was an off-the-air, just like sports conversation. But you asked me a while ago, who is watching non-NFL football? Was that the the core of your question? Yeah, you you brought up the XFL, and I, like, said, well, who is watching the XFL in the off-season of football? I am just so happy football season's over. I'm not looking for another football to watch so and, and you're you're curious who's watching it just purely because of that because like you just you don't understand why anyone would watch non- I, I, i'm just not I, ju- I just don't watch football sure so i mean i follow it uh you know it's it's a sport i follow it it's a lot of sports i follow but i don't watch it right right <laughs> so there are two two leagues there's the usfl the United States, I think it's the United States Football League. And then there's the XFL, uh, which I think is still called the Extreme Football League. Uh, but here's what I wanted to do for Wait for a, a minute, wait a minute. There's here. two different, there's two professional Yeah, there's teams? two leagues now. There's two <laughs> off-season leagues. You want to bet me in the next five years that they merge? It's possible. I'd, I'd be willing to bet you they're both gone in the next five years. <laughs> But anyway, so so you asked this question of like who's watching these these non NFL leagues? I want to make the case on the air specifically why you should watch an XFL game because of the rules, I, right? Yes, I, I think hmm. the 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 argument I would make. I think there's two parts to this question. The, the first part of the question is I think there's a lot of diehard fo- diehard football fans out there where. The NFL ends, college football ends, and they want to watch more football. And oh, so there's they, they, no there's doubt about that. People like that. No but doubt. Where these leagues, I think, have an advantage is they can do things that the NFL doesn't do. Um, you know what this where, is like, Jerry. I know I'm interrupting you again, but this is just like me. You telling me, hey, there's this cool basketball tournament called the tournament. They got right, all these. Ex- they, they got exactly. all these new rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so it's it's that kind of thing again here. So, I'm gonna make the case of why you should watch an XFL football game. Okay. Uh, and I want to know if at the end of it, you will commit to watching at least a half. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, it's it's not like I never watch football. I just don't watch it. But very, I'm specifically talking about the XFL. No, I, I know. Not, I know. Yeah. I'll go out and watch okay. it next week if you uh, if you convince me. Right. Okay. So, uh, and as always, though, as I, I like to remind people, this 707-895-2448. You can call if you want to talk about this or anything else. If this doesn't interest you at all, give us a call. Change the topic. We got about ten minutes left here on the show, so give us a call if you've got anything else you want to talk about. 707-895-2448. But okay, here we go, Jim. Here's here are the here's the case I'm going to make for you. Uh, okay. After a touchdown in the XFL, there is no kicking an extra point. 
You can't kick an extra point? That's you good. That's, that's, that's always boring. You can either go for one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, or three points from the ten-yard line. Huh. Or oh, so, so there's... So then this makes it very common to get zero points then. <clears throat> I wouldn't say I mean, more, wait a minute, wait a minute. Really common. More common than there is when you can kick for one. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, it, puts, it, it changes the strategy a little bit too. And they just choose where they want to put the, they put the ball on, they tell the ref where they want to do it from, and then that many point rides from there. Yep, hmm. yep. Okay. Uh, that, that's got, that's got to change the game a lot. Yep, yep. One of the other ones, purely a broadcasting thing, you can hear all the play calls from the coach to the quarterback on the broadcast. So they're talking, uh, is there any translator, or do you just hear what they say? Yeah, so so the, the, the play-by-play and the color commentator will do a pretty good job of that. Well, they'll, they'll translate what everything means out kind of on the fly. <clears throat> Now they, they might not know exactly what it means, but they know enough like football lingo to kind of translate it. So this is a big difference. Like in the in the NFL, they're so worried about <clears throat> about knowing what they're they're saying that very often. I mean, I, I know they use a lot of Bluetooth and stuff. The the coach covering their mouth, the coach co- 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 cover their mouth with something. Someone can't read their lips. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so are we assuming then? That the defense knows exactly what they're going to do? No, no. The other team can't hear it. It's just you can hear it on the TV broadcast. Yo, come on. I mean. Unless you say, well, sure, if somebody's watching the game. But then, I mean, think about that. Someone would have to watch the game and then somehow signal the defense what the play was. It wouldn't take. Well, you know, they got someone up in a booth. <clears throat> they they signal it to somebody. They send it to the coach. The coach sends it in. You don't think? I'm that's... sure there's also a rule that says you can't do that. Yeah, and and, and uh, that would have to happen awful quick because they're yeah. they're they're calling the plays. So it's so do they have everybody? Uh, do they have everybody mic'd on the whole field? No, I don't think everybody's mic'd up. I just think it's that you can hear the coach calling the plays to the quarterback, and then you hear the. The quarterback explaining that play in the huddle? I don't believe so. Huh. I could be wrong about that one, though. But that's that's rule change. That's the second rule change. I really like that in basketball. They, they mic a player now and then. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I really like. All right, it. ready for the third one? This is the the other. Or sorry, ready for the third one? There's there's two more. All right. The next the next one is in the fourth quarter. After scoring, after you score. You have the option to do a fourth and 15 attempt from your own 25-yard line to keep the ball instead of an onside kick. Okay, so you're behind by eight points, and you score six. Yep. And is it only in the the last two minutes, did you say? No, it's the fourth quarter only. Fourth quarter only. So then you can choose... Oh, keep the ball deep in your in your area. So, okay, let's, what let's yard line do they get it on? Let, let, let's let's back up here. Okay. Let's back up a step. Okay. So <clears throat> traditionally, NFL football, you score a touchdown, you need to get the ball back. You do an onside kick, you which try. is yeah. highly highly unlikely that you get the ball off yeah. an onside kick. In the XFL, in the fourth quarter, instead of an onside kick, you can get you have one play 
to go 15 yards. And where do you get own, it from? From your own 25 yard line. So you're so deep. 70, 75 yards to go. Right. And, and you keep the ball. And if you score, you can do this again? <laughs> Every, over and over again in the fourth quarter. You know what that's like. You know what I'm going to say. What? That's like the end of those tournament games, those basketball games. You 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 can be way behind, and you can still catch up. Yeah, you can catch up. Because yep. the clock yep. doesn't get involved. Okay, yep. I, I see and it. Then, yep, and then the last rule, because we are running out of time here, um, the last rule, and I've said that the NFL needs this forever, in, in overtime, alternating attempts from the five-yard line uh, until a winner is decided. Say it once more. Alternating attempts from the opponent's five-yard line until a winner is decided. Oh, that's tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah, that's their overtime rules. <clears throat> all right. So me, with all of that. Ask me the question. Will you commit to watching a, I'll say a quarter of an XFL game and reporting back? I I will watch. I, I will. There's one channel that covers them. They're always on. Um, and it's on ESPN. I will watch as many fourth quarters as it takes to see a team behind that, that tries to catch up using that fourth and 15 rule. Okay. Because what's uh, going to happen is a team either either is going to catch up or they're going to get way behind. Got it. Got it. Huh. I like Good it. Stuff. I, Good I stuff. I like yeah. it. Whether I turn into a football fan is another. That's a whole other <clears throat> question for sure. Huh. Oh, all right. Uh, well, yeah, that's 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 kind of the last topic I had there. What do you? Anything you looking for? This this should be a new segment. We might have to do this. Anything you're looking forward to this week, Jim, in sports for the week ahead? Is this the segment you're saying it might be new? Yeah, I think this might have to be a new segment <laughs> at the end of the show. What are you looking forward to this week in sports? Jeez, I, I'm I'm uh, Lakers. Yeah, last week of the NBA season. I think that's, the, that's to, the obvious one. To see how the – I'm looking forward to see how the NBA Western Conference plays out. Is I, I believe there's never been anything this close before. I, yeah, I might be wrong. You've proved me wrong, but not in my lifetime, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really fascinating to see how this plays out because you know, we got, at a certain point – yep. Um, we've got Steve Garner in the house. All right. Well – I'm looking forward to seeing that as well as the men's championship game tomorrow for, for college basketball. Looking forward to that one as well. All right. Talk to you next week on the sports. Fun. All right. Talk yep. to you. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a production of Mendocino County public broadcasting. KZYX Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.